and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest podcast in the world about video games. Of course, it's Weekly Game Chat. This is episode 434. My name is Sean, and everyone is here today. So in just a moment, we'll introduce John and Chris to the show. Uh, But first, I want to remind you that if you wanted to watch our beautiful faces record this podcast, you could do so. All you got to do is go to twitch.tv, search for Weekly Games Chat, boom there we are ready to like you know just sit here and talk on microphones it's exciting you should be here uh speaking of excitement the epitome of excitement is the next voice you're about to hear and that's john john say hello to the to the fans to the people to the listeners hello fans hello listeners i'm having uh i'm having podcast sex with you right now with my words and my lips oh, oh. Podcast sex is the greatest thing ever. Um, I'm only saying that because I've never had an OnlyFans. Oh, but I have a I have a really cool idea. This is very innovative. It's this site where people can um, use to um, have prescript uh, prescription subscriptions where they can be on camera and do all kinds of naughty things on camera. I'm calling it I'm calling it fans only. You heard it here first. Don't steal my idea. When do we tell John so many of those things exist, Chris? <sighs> Wait, am I but, am I a little late to that? No, nah, you'll never you're never late, bro. It's fine. Patent pending. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Wait, I just got uh, an email. I just got an email on that. Hold on. You've got mail. Dear Mr. Barron, L O L O L O L O L O L O L O L O L O L O L O keeps going. Okay, well that's not gonna work out. Turns out. All right. Speaking of not working out, no, that's not a good intro to bring in Chris, because he works it out. He is the man behind the board that gets his show going, and you guys know him. He's been here since day one. Is he an A1 day one? I think by default, I think he has to be. It's a weird flex when he was on the podcast two episodes longer than everybody else. <laughs> it is. And he also totally, he totally, uh, he totally schmock blocked us and wouldn't let us on the show. I couldn't. So him and that other guy could talk I literally about couldn't. And have the microphones to have both Witcher of you. And, uh, horrendous. But there he is. Chris, say hello. Hey, uh, so if you remember last week, I was messing with the AI thing on the voice yeah. mod, and then you I don't went say. and then I took it to the next level because there's a voice lab in there, and I started combining effects. <laughs> do you have a so is that a, is that a radio tease or do you have like a sample? <laughs> $200 to whoever knows what he just said, because uh, I've got zero clue. <laughs> I can make Bon Iver sounds now. That's all I did. I figured out how to do See, that. See, John, and, Bon and Iver make, is. Uh, Daft Punk sounds, too. Oh, now you got my attention. Yeah. Do some robot rock or something for me. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> I'd have to go turn it off. <laughs> but. <laughs> right. But no, I'm doing yeah, good. Yeah, you're doing good. Yeah, clearly you're doing great. I just, it's it's weird because I haven't seen you like today. I was in the building all day. I yeah, came, I can tell. I came home early by the Marvel T-shirt you have on. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I came home about lunch. Did you? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Didn't sound like you were hype about that. Totally cool. Ladies and gentlemen, if, you, uh, if you've if you been listening for a while, you know this is the intro of the show. If you have never listened, this is your first time. Hey, welcome. We're cool. Uh, glad to have you. But yeah, this is the intro, so we're going to talk about some things before we get into talking about other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, we're going to let Chris lead off with epicness. Oscar chat. It is that time of the year, Sean. It's your favorite time of the year. Guys, I'm just excited because of two things. One, in theory, I get to watch I'm Just Ken performed at the Oscars. Maybe, if we're lucky. I think he would do it. I think Ryan Gosling knows he needs, this is what people need right now. It's an election year. It's about to get really, (laughs) really freaking dark, but we could all use a performance of I'm Just a Ken. Uh, when it happened in the movie, it was fantabulous. It really was. It was, it was the highlight for sure. John loved it. Um, the other question, (laughs) what's a Ken? Exactly. It's right. Well, Ken's took over, right? I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Right. Um, the other thing, uh, I'm kind of excited is that it feels like, it kind of feels like John will appreciate this. It feels like the year of the departed. Which is in that it feels like this is the year that Mr. Nolan finally gets his due. Uh, that's what it seems like we're going for. So what's it? What's his movie? Remind the people. Oppenheimer, part of the Dark Knight Three. That's basically <laughs> what it is. I mean, it's it's basically the story of the Scarecrow getting lost so after funny. Dark Knight Rises and inventing an atomic bomb of his own. Yeah, and the Oppenheimer, Chris, uh, to tie it all together for you, you watched that movie and Barbie, right? You yeah, did I did the, the Barbie the same weekend. I did the Barbenheimer. I did do That's the right. Barbenheimer, um, and it was great. I had was fun last. Um, uh, as, Solo, by as, the way. As Pokehead made the uh, point here, also. First time ever nomination for Mr. Godzilla. First time ever nominated for an Oscar for Godzilla minus one. So good for them for, I believe, special effects. Not shocking, but, you know. Also, uh, I would be remiss. You just brought up our Twitch chat, which we will do from time to time. Yeah. If we didn't show excitement for a, a long time and now kind of a first time again. Yeah. The return uh-uh. of our friend Nacho, you can't just who is up. waiting to get into class right now, but <laughs> is taking their time to be here with us. Unlike Nacho, Platt. what's up? Question. Yeah, who's Nacho? Exactly. He uh, he's no ordinary gamer. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I like that. He's definitely not yeah. a head boy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, who who is head boy? Because I don't know if you know this, uh, I'm looking in the chat for our, our supposed head boy. I don't see him. Right. You know, John Barry. I'm scrolling. I, I don't. I don't see anybody. Mm. We're just here, you know, just winging it at this point. Uh, it's, it's probably it's probably fine. Professionals. It's fine. But yeah, the Oscar season is here. Chris, how many movies ha- do you have in your head that you haven't seen that you want to see? I'm trying to think what I have left now from look at best picture. That's probably the easiest way to do it. Right. It's kind of like where I sit to figure out what I need to watch. Um, 
The only ones I have left, I have not seen Zone of Interest, American Fiction, Poor Things, Past Lives, or I I have a, Anatomy of a Fall. So that's probably the next thing I'm going to watch. But I've seen The Holdovers, Barbie, Oppenheimer, uh, Maestro, and Killers of the Flower Moon so far. Of the So you haven't time. seen 16 and you've seen four. Good. <laughs> it's fine. Fine. Uh, but hey, I think we have, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think in our weekly games chat discord, mm-hmm. I think we have a movie section. Yeah, in theory. We do. It's called it's called For the Movie Critics. Uh, some of the conversations right now just are classics. Um, if, if we don't have a... Uh, That's the punkhead sections of the discord. <laughs> Yeah, if we don't have an Oscar section, that could be kind of cool to have since like that's your jam. The fans may get lucky and uh, chat with you one on one there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for the, very for true. That. Very uh, very true. Chris and John, do you know what else is very very true? Tell What's me. that? The San Francisco 49ers are your 2023-24 NFC champions. And they're going to break the Swifties' hearts. I'm just saying, it's set up now where the Kansas City Chiefs, led by Taylor Swift, are going to march into Las Vegas to take on the 49ers. And it's uh, going to be led by the crazy. Grateful Dead, by the way. Led by the Grateful Dead. Crazy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not jumping on that bandwagon. I know. Sir, he was at the game. I know, but so was other cool 49er fans. Who else was at the game? So let's talk about the 49er Detroit game. First of all, to the two teams that didn't make it, Baltimore, I know we have folks that listen from there. Great season. <sighs> Lamar's a beast. Uh, you just got a dose of, me and Chris were talking about it, classic Pat Mahomes when he's like on. And, yeah. you know, they're kind of in a zone right now. To the Detroit fans, I don't think you're going anywhere. Uh, amazing, amazing season. There was a, you know, when you go to social media, there's a map that shows who the country's rooting for in a game. This is not new. And it was funny because the when the Detroit Lions and San Francisco 49ers played, the whole map was blue, Detroit Lion blue with a Detroit Lion logo. And like California was San Francisco. Just Northern California. <laughs> What's yeah, what's funny now, they updated it in that first map. It wasn't Chris, mm-hmm. they've now updated it where so most of the country is gray, aka we don't give up, you know what? But like Missouri and a little bit around that is all Chiefs, and then just half the state of California is going Niners and no one else cares, which I think is hilarious. It's kind of cool when your team is in the game that like everybody's just like, eh. No, my <laughs> favorite fine. thing this week is the meme of uh and john you'll appreciate this it's of uh, uh what's his face from watchman uh um, you just bus no <laughs> dr manhattan and he goes is 20 is january 2020 san francisco is about to play kansas city in the super bowl trump is running against joe biden a remake of final fantasy 7 is about to come out and then it is twenty January twenty twenty four. Kansas City is All about to play San thing. Francisco in the Super Bowl. Wow! Yeah, Trump is running against Joe Biden. A remake of Final Fantasy Seven is about to come out, and that is true. 
That's crazy. The craziest thing I saw. So, like, if you're a Swifty or you know a Swifty, you you know the John. You probably don't know this because I don't think you're a Swifty. But her favorite number in all things Taylor Swift is 13, right? It is Super Bowl 58. Five plus eight equals 13. It's going to be played on February 11th. Two plus 11, 13. And it's also going to be, if she can make it from her concert, the 13th game she would have watched this year of the Kansas City Chiefs. All of those things mean... As Huck said in chat, they're going to make sure that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are on the field <laughs> covered in confetti. Uh, but no, it, it it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great game. And yeah, Draven pointed out there was a catch. If you didn't see this, you're a fan of football and you happen to miss, miss it. Lamar Jackson caught a pass to himself. Yeah. That was one of the greatest plays I've ever seen, ever. I don't know how to explain it. You have to just kind of watch it. It's out there. But yeah. The Super Bowl is set. Can we say Super Bowl, or is that like a thing you know better? Like it's we're we not supposed, say it we're supposed to. We're not. We're not advertising. We're not. No, we're wait. not advertising the big game. Wait, show. what? <laughs> oh, oh, we're yeah. good then. Yeah, I'm sorry. At the same time that you said that, my watch went off, and I was like, "What if this is the NFL saying don't say that?" <laughs> but do you have the express <laughs> permission of CBS? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm sure as I'm going to do this and I don't know if anybody else does when it comes to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I'm at the point now where I'm now turning off sports for two weeks because that's all it's going to be. Yeah. Ugh, it's exhausting. I'm going to probably try to figure out who my pick is, but besides that, I'm going to try to avoid it. I don't yeah, know. Just, when, just wait for the game. When is it? February 11th. Oh, thank God. Yeah. But you can watch the Grammys this Sunday with Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, she'll be there along with Ken, hopefully, and other things that John doesn't care I about. I hope Travis Kelsey's there. With her. That would be pretty cool. Uh, I plan to be sick that day. Mm. It's a Sunday, mm. though. Mm. Yep. Mm. 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 Speaking the of which, old, the old balloon popper of the show, John, says he loves American capitalism. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of which, I may have to take PTO next week. Oh my God. I We are Unless, finding out about this right now. This is great. Thank you for sharing. If you could go uh, and just uh, submit that to the PTO inbox, we'll let you know inbox. if it's been approved. So, uh, so here's the thing. Um, <laughs> oh my God. My I don't know if I told the, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast or not, but how my mother and my wife ended up in san antonio at the same time i don't know if i talked about that i think i did i well did you because i know about it okay so my mother had a wreck on her way to california in san antonio texas okay my father told her to stop in houston that's where you need to stop that's when you need that's where you need to get a good good night's sleep but my mother said no push forward men and she added two or three, I think, I think it's two or three hours from Houston to San Antonio. That's so San Antonio she's talking South. to Kate. She's talking to Katie, my sister, Sean, I have a sister named Katie. What? And she's going through this construction site and she runs up on a, on a median and rips the oil plate uh, off, off the under, off of her undercarriage. 
Anyway, to make Off a long of her story cars short, grundle. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's nice. I like the way you put that. So so she had to leave the car in San Antonio to get worked on and fixed and take a rental car out to California to finish her trip. So next week is when they are planning to have the car done. So my dad is going to take a rental car, drive out to San Antonio, pick up the car and come back. That's a two or three day trip. They have a little dog that is sort of that that is blind and deaf. She's not really a good travel companion. You don't really want to take this little 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 tiny little adorable sweet creature on the road to a, to Texas and back. So, I have agreed to go to my dad's house and house sit slash dog sit for them while he makes this trip to San Antonio, brings the car back to Georgia. There you go. But if you'd like, maybe we can record on Monday. <laughs> Draven said, Draven said, this is a super long explanation just to have Sean and Chris deny that he's going to take. So in our world, in our world, right? I'll tell you maybe what, they you, can deny it. I'll just quit the show. He's done. Mm, he's he's like, fine. you know what? Cuss that's word, fine. you guys. Dishonored one, two, all day, every day. <laughs> Chad's not believing now. you. Hunk says it sounds up, sounds made up. This is... Uh, sounds made up. <laughs> this is fake news. This is like American Nightmare. Oh. So am I that creative? <laughs> am I that creative, Chris? No, you're not. You are, John. You are. Chris would never admit that I was. That's why I, I would. asked him. I, mean, I know I'm that. Here. I'm you here. would say yes. Chris would say no. <laughs> you, yeah. I mean, you get, yeah, you're creative. <laughs> oh, God, you can. You know what? I was going to say Chipotle tonight, but. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Don't that you for tease lunch, me I'm with good. just a tip. Don't you do that to me. <laughs> Don't you tease me just a tip. <laughs> Wait, are you? So you're literally alone tonight. We could Chipotle. No, I'm not. I'm not alone tonight. Make me. I was teasing you tonight with the tip. Yeah, I, I slapped it in game. your face, and I didn't. It's the let greatest you... game ever, and right now I hate it. I slapped you across the face with it, and I didn't. Let, I didn't let it catch in your mouth. This is some bull mess. Whoa. What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, we didn't know if John was uh bringing anything to the show. That wasn't my intent. I I, I usually try to bring nothing to the show. Yeah, to the, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's so, fine. So though. so the reason I do that is because when I'm on PTO, it's not like anybody really notices. We do, and the chat specifically notices how you've looked in the past. How I've on, looked. Cause see on Twitch, what Chris likes to do. Hmm. is dig up delicious photos of Jonathan and show the world the what plethora do mean of... by delicious? Well, you might need to go look at some previous videos on PTO days. <laughs> you've had long hair. You've had oh. not hair. You've had shirts. No shirts. What? It's true. Shenanigans galore. Okay. Yeah. And I get ridiculed 
Once again, thanks. Thank, thank you for that. That's just toxic behavior. It makes it makes everyone think Chris is a bully, and they yep. they they side on to you. I made you a pop tart last time. <laughs> I forgot you were a pop tart. It said, yeah. "I believe in dreams" yeah. or something like so that. So, what's everybody playing? <laughs> <laughs> Do I still oh, have funny. that on here? I might still have it on. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> There you go, John. Wait, if you've got the you, stream did you up. Bring it to the thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's John. See? There you are. Sometimes it's funny like that. Yeah. It's fine. So what was the dream that I would be gone? No. Well, his dream was that he was gonna get put into a toaster and then eaten alive by everyone at the Pop Tart bowl. <laughs> but- I love how when I'm smiling, mm-hmm. I'm pretending like this Pop Tart's me. The jam isn't oozing out of my mouth. Man, yeah, you Pop keep Tart. all the jam in your mouth like a good boy. <laughs> Never swallow. Wait, what? Or spit. Like <laughs> what? A, oh. Like a good boy. Like a good boy. You know? Uh ladies and <laughs> like this. You're like, you're like, no, no. No, no. Keep it. There you go. Uh I want to apologize. I I've got this lingering like cough thing going on. It's inconvenient. Negative tests feel great but just like ugh, still don't know what's going on yep. you know what probably fine hashtag long covid let's go um but yeah boys our hearts and mind clear can we move on are we good to go with the intro this week thumbs up from chris john is blinking weirdly because his eyes are messing up right now uh it's fine but yeah next thing you're gonna hear is what we've been playing ladies and gentlemen gentlemen welcome back we are now going to let you guys know what we have been playing uh leading up to whatever we're waiting for uh and as always i'll pass the buck and let's see any meeny john what sir have you been playing since the last we spoke nothing i'm quitting the show i've cashed all my gamestop stuff in all i got is this stupid portal that never works and i don't know why Fair. Man, you've just cliff noted my entire year of podcasting. I don't know how you did that. So uh <laughs> here's the thing, man. I uh I when the year is over, when twenty twenty fine, he just walks away. Look at that, he's just walking away. <laughs> John doesn't understand wireless headphones. Question: What is wireless? Because mm-hmm. this is connected. So I, I generally, my mindset at the beginning of every year is it's January. I could play whatever the heck I want. I don't have to worry about no games. Blah 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 blah. blah. So that kind of happened, and I I intended to finish Prince of Persia, and I will. I don't think you will. I will. Um, but I got distracted. Shocker. Yeah. 
And uh, for some reason, I had this urge to crack open, and I think it's probably anticip- in anticipation of, of a remaster collection that's coming out next month. Boy. I played, uh, I, I spent a lot of time and, and almost practically through the entire game, almost, um, the original uh, Tomb, Raider, Tomb Raider reboot game from 2013 uh, that came out for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 PC. And this, of course, is the uh, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. And I, so I've been playing that. Uh, still a great game. I never noticed this before. And I don't know if anybody's ever noticed us playing this game. I use I thought I thought when I was playing it that the game was messed up, at least the PS5 version of it, or 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 it's or or the fact that how it was running on the PS5. Mm-hmm. Because the entire all the cutscenes, and to some extent during gameplay, the cam the camera is very shaky. Like it, it, it yeah, almost like it's deliberate. It, it's almost like it's yeah. trying to it's Hand almost cam. trying to give you the chaos and make you experience the chaos. But even when you're even when you're running along, the the camera will be like this, and all of a sudden the camera will do this mm-hmm. as you're running. Like it'll kind of do this. And it's 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 it can be very distracting. I don't I don't uh I remember loving that game a lot. I still love it as as far as me loving it back in the day but um i'm not sure it aged very well the shooting's not great hmm. platforming's not great go back and play two and three see how yeah I, I'm, that, I mean that's my plan i mean i was yeah. i was wanting to get like i was wanting to work on platinum trophies sure but the but but the thing about what i've decided to do with this tomb raider is just push through it because it's still tethered to a lot of online trophies that I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to get those Yeah, because I doubt there's, the, I doubt, I doubt there's any multiplayer components. You would, if you're still, if you're still playing multiplayer Tomb Raider, then you'd be surprised. Yeah. Like watching really? Mike for these Assassin's Creed ones, <laughs> there are plenty of people still playing online, trying to get trophies on things. What's, uh, what's he doing right now? Well, now he's on Odyssey, but like, you know, he did unity um he did like the there was online for did he already get the unity trophies yep he did hey uh okay now i get it sean now i get it i get it so mike just mike just mike just leaves a brother hanging on the unity trophies he says he hit you up he did he left me hanging too i said i'm down i did too does he does he need me to say it five times yes he needs you to be yes, online because he left me too. Actually, I'm hanging out and like download the game to get ready to. And then he play just goes, in, "I'm in on Syndicate." <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, in in honor of you, while I was in there, I'm starving. So, pop tart. Hey, um, Man, that pisses to your me point, off. That pisses me off. Can I it say it? Should that? yeah. The Tomb Raider stuff. I too. I I'm very close. I bet, I bet he's a selfish lover too. Oh, no doubt, dude. <laughs> like 100p on a stack, no doubt. <laughs> but I, too, I'm very close to the Tomb Raider 1 reboot Platinum. If there was a way we can make that where we where we kind of cheese it, I'm down. Unlike your friend Mike, who will lie to your face and say he's down, mm-hmm. I'm down because I want that Platinum. Cool. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, I'm, I'm planning to, like, um, I kind of talk myself out of that platinum just 
uh, and and just move on to rise and get the platinum for rise and get the platinum for shadow but you know i don't know we'll see how it goes but uh anyway i i stopped playing to i stopped playing tomb raider I was like, I, I'm probably two hours away from finishing the game. The classic John and really Josh move too. I'm learning. I don't know why. I don't know why that's classic John. I don't really deserve that reputation. But I will say Could that like pull my PowerPoint real quick. <laughs> you would, but uh, I decided to kick off the new year with restarting and finishing God of War Ragnarok. How far um, are you? I'm about exactly where I was last time that I stopped. So I'm about and I'm about he stops. <laughs> and I'm, I'm about I'm about 4 hours in. Oh, so young, so pure. <laughs> yeah. Kind of um, like dude, I've never had a cherry pop tart by the way. Mhm. It's I have <laughs> If John tastes like this, he's delicious. I'll just say that. Well, you're welcome in advance. Um, but yeah, so uh, this go around, if if I recall correctly, God of War Ragnarok fell on Jewel, where I think uh, Dying Light Two hit, maybe, and another game hit. Oh, I know what it was. Um, I don't remember the game that I that I had committed to playing, but we were gonna cover it. Sean wanted to wait a week to cover Ragnarok. So what I did is I moved on to another game to have something to cover. Now, here's the important thing. We no longer we know this show no longer exists with that mentality, so that's a good thing. At least I think. But I just I'm trying to get people what I'm trying to convey is I, I didn't just simply abandon Ragnarok because I just wanted to abandon it. I abandoned it for the purpose of maintaining a a topic schedule for the show. Uh-huh. But it has come to my attention, I've always known this, that people tend to think that I am a Ragnarok hater. <laughs> what I We had nothing to do with that. And it's and that is false. <laughs> I am a Ragnarok troller. <laughs> <laughs> but thing. i still but, but but i can't help I, I was i was it's it's the first time you get into the boat with atreus and you're trying to 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 remove all these obstacles on the water and and i and i still maintain this you are the freaking god of war you can take that windmill lift it out of the water and throw it a hundred yards if you wanted to you cannot you cannot tell me that when you're having a brawl with with uh with thor spoilers that you can't go from having a fight with the god of thunder to needing to get some to unleash some water pressure to make a windmill move i still think it doesn't detract from the enjoyment i'm feeling but i think about it and i chuckle a little bit to myself because of how that doesn't rationally make a lot of sense unless he's just really res- respectful of people's property rights. <laughs> and he's just trying to move on without, with, you know, without making much of a splash, no pun intended. I am noticing that this game and it could be very well, my TV mm-hmm. 
uh, on the portal, it looks great. So maybe it is my TV. But regardless of whether I'm in quality mode or performance mode, the textures, while the art style and the environments are beautiful in how they're designed, there's some graininess to them. It's like it's like it's like the picture has a lot of graininess to them. When I move the camera around, like if the camera is stationary, the picture's brighter. If I move the camera, the brightness goes dim a little bit. It's a it's it's it can be very noticeable and 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 distracting. Again, could be my TV because I do have a piece of garbage TV. True. Noticed <laughs> when I was like a younger gamer. I wanted the biggest TV, and this was before, you know, HDR and all the things we have now. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, like, now I don't want – I hate gaming on my big TV. I'd prefer to be on a monitor. Yeah. Have you Have you tried to game on a monitor with it and see what it looks like? I'm, I'm, I, would, I would be willing to do that. It's just that the PlayStation 5 is the biggest hunk of machine I've got, and you've seen my rig. I mean, it would be. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, it tastes like pop tarts, cherry. And it it's would Irish. Just, it would. Uh, yeah. We. <laughs> <laughs> um, he meant Nintendo. He meant Nintendo. We. But um, it's it's just it would it would have a hard time fitting back here. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But in addition, I I'm hesitant to do it right now because while. You know, I, I, it, while I'm when I'm not gaming on it, um, Clarissa might be playing Diablo Four or something like that. So I don't want to be, I don't want to be um, hogging yeah. not only the PlayStation Five but the output that it's that it's displayed in. Um, I am extremely engaged in the story for God of War Ragnarok, and I'm and I'm sort of. It, it's funny how the game developers have taken all of at least the the two or three that I've been introduced to so far that I haven't, that weren't in the original game and said, let's take what your mind tells you about what these gods look like and subvert every expectation you have like Thor. And it's not like, it's not like I have this idea of Chris Hemsworth in my head because I don't, I've, I've grown up with the idea of Thor, but he was never this, um, larger. How do I say? You never, uh, you never saw him as the strong side of the Titans, coached by. I never, Denzel. I never saw him as a jolly Santa Claus looking dude. Like, sure, you know. And then with, and then with, uh, and then with um, Odin, I never saw him as the guy from um, <laughs> the West Wing. The the West Wing. I never saw him that way. Which it's like, it's cool. I, I ain't got a problem with it at all. But it's just like. It's like wow that you take these ideas of these 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 Norse gods and just kind of put them in a overly frail look to Odin. I mean, not that he's frail per se, but it just it's it's I like I like how they take those those ideas we have in our head about these Norse gods and sort of subvert expectations in that way. It it, it makes it an it makes it interesting to the story in some ways, but I. But it's like it, I I don't know where I I don't know where my head was at the first time because I'm like what's you know what's going on with Atreus what is what is Tyr gonna you know reveal to to 
to Kratos and uh, and Atreus. Spoilers, uh, but um, you know he was in the trailers for the game. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really I'm I'm really um, enjoying my time with it for the most part, and I just I uh, I hope I I hope it doesn't become my next Jedi Fallen Order where I should finish it. It's the game. It's the game I always restart. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's what I'm playing. Nice. Uh, I'm actually very happy you're playing it, and uh, I love that it looks good on your portal. And uh, there is so. I mean, there really is a lot more that you're going to un, 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 kind of like uncover. Man, that game is so It was one of the best sequels that we've had, I think, in a long time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Next to, next to Spider-Man 2. Next to Last of Us it. Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man 2 is a piece of garbage. Speaking Disney of Game Last of, of Us, did you guys sure. upgrade? Did you guys upgrade to the Chris remake? did. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I paid my I 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did, too. I paid my 10 bucks. So should I pay my ten bucks or no? You didn't like it at all. Uh good point. Oh wait, that was me. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, it is your turn to tell the folks how you've been playing Yakuza. It's not Yakuza anymore, Sean. It's just like a dragon. It's all oh. like a dragon now. Yeah. Thanks for the clarification, man. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing two things. Uh, the first big one, as far as no, new- New things, I've been playing Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, uh, which is the follow-up to just Yakuza Like a Dragon, um, which I'd say is pretty freaking fun. I, I did not beat Like a Dragon, so I am a little bit lost, and I've had to go watch a few videos, but they do kind of do a, a good job of, like, as your as certain things might be revealed to you, right like that are important they make sure to give you the history behind it and tell you hey this is why this is important and this is going on there but uh it's definitely japan the game um for sure uh big deal with this one first time that you actually go outside the country so you go to hawaii in this game and there's a very real good reason why they go to hawaii um i have to say you know, for someone who doesn't play as many turn-based JRPGs as I used to, I'm really digging this one, and I think it's just because of the absurdity of it all. Like, the idea of a turn-based game that really is just three guys and gangs <laughs> beating up everyone, but for whatever reason, they morph these guys that they're fighting in into, like, kind of look into caricatures that you see in classic JRPG games. Um I love the fact that, like, for instance, with the combat, it's not completely stationary. So, like, the the characters each have a circle that they can kind of move around in. And based on where they are, if there's, like, say, a bike or a trash can by them, they'll pick up those things and sling it at the enemy. Like, if two enemies are standing in a row, you can line it up and then have your guy punch and... The first guy who gets punched into will fall into the other guy. Or if like there's a guy in between your guy and the guy you're using to attack, you'll punch and it'll go into him and he'll bam right back. So like it's really cool little things like that to see where it is coupled with the other side of it where it's like, yeah, you know, this guy's got a bat for an enemy or for a weapon. And when you upgrade to that, it turns into a sex toy. <laughs> and and that's what you're doing. And I showed John earlier today. There are a ton of, like, I'm in a 
pretty large open area for the first time in the game when I got into Hawaii and it opens up. Uh, there are a ton of little mini games in there. A lot of them are innocent. And then like all of a sudden you'll have a mini game where you're just going around on a trolley taking pictures of people in speedo outfits hiding in bushes because they're trying to, <laughs> they're, they're, they're sex perverts. Basically they're just hiding in bushes and your job is to take pictures of them on the trolley. And that's the kind of game that you get when, you know, you have a Japanese JRPG based thing. They don't care. I had a whole entire, um, <laughs> dating side game where I had like a, uh, an, an app and I had tried to match, you know, with a girl together to go on a date and it would either be at the end, the reveal would either be some video of a scandedly clad girl being like, Hey, yeah, you know, I love you. Or else it'd be the other thing where it would be a man dressed up as the gimp and asking you to, you know, do things to him. <laughs> so you just like, you never know <laughs> with these side stories, what you're going to get as far as like, it, it's not deep stories. It's just more of like out of nowhere. You're like, this game does not care about how you feel about it. It does really random weird ja uh, Japanese things. And, um, you know, it, it, ca it catches you off guard. It makes you laugh. Uh, it Is does this not a take Japanese developer? Yeah. It's Sega. Sega makes these games. Yeah, I know. I I just never met, heard of them. No, it's it's not. It's Sonic not that. I just it just seems, <laughs> it just seems like it's taken more of a Saints Row tone, as no, opposed to. I, I would say like it, it's very I mean, you're talking about sex toys. Well, no, like and, there's 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 a lot of seriousness to the actual story itself, and like the other side of okay. it is very much a kind of like a. The most thing I could compare it to a lot of times is playing it is it's very Kojima in the sense that it is you're gonna have these stretches where for maybe like 45 minutes to an hour you're doing stuff right you're fighting you're leveling your character grinding and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and then you'll have an hour where you just put the controller down and you will watch these like almost anime level quality like cutscenes of violence and like backstory of yakuza stuff that's gone on like there was a whole entire thing with this boss that was big in the first game that they show you just him going in. And I mean, like it could have been a, a scene in any kind of, you know, anime or even like something like Quinn Tarantino would do where it's like, it's night, it's thundering. There's 20 guys in the room. You're like, how is he going to do this? And you know, you just start seeing him cutting down. Like all of a sudden, like you get the darkness in the room and like, then there's lightning flash. Right. And you just see the blood dripping from his face, from all the people he's killing. <laughs> and you're like, this is, this is pretty cool. But then, like I said, then the next thing, there'll be a guy dressed up like a giant baby. And you're like, this is kind of what Japan is, right? Like <laughs> it's core. Like sometimes it's very serious and violent, but it's also kind of like also weird and, different from us culture, you know, at that point. Um, but it's definitely held my attention so far. I've had a blast. Uh, we'll see, you know, I think it's like overall, like when I looked at the achievements, it was like 13 trophies to beat the game, like chapters. Right. And I think I'm on chapter four right now. So I've got a while to go, but you know, I've had fun, you know, like everything kind of, seems optional i don't mind like with all those side stories like skipping because there really isn't too much of a story thing going on it's just more about the activity and doing it to get something for your character which i wish there was more you know i always want more character stories but you know it's fine for what it is um 
The other side of it is I've been dipping into the backlog and I'm finally doing Witcher 2, um, which is Assassination of Kings. Uh, I have to say, I can see playing that game where they were, what was working for them that led to Witcher 3. And I can also see how far they've come because uh, combat and enemy AI and such. I definitely feel are the weak points of that game. You know, there's like points where you will have like 10 enemies on the screen just running at you and they're all attacking you at once and you really can't block them all. So you just have no choice but to run in circles and kind of pick them off with magic one by one, which just is not very fun, right? Uh, compared to like where you get to the th the third one and they kind of condense those groups down where you know it would be usually four and at most two would attack you at once right while the other two hang back so you know there's that kind of evolution but on the other hand like the sense of scale the storytelling like that game starts awesome because it starts like with a whole entire situation where it's um it's a siege with a king like right like the king's children have been kidnapped and they're being held by family members in in a fort and all that kind of stuff. And you're with the king. And think of like um, the equivalent, I would say, is like think of Return of the King, right, with the orcs outside the gates. Imagine you're the orcs and you have those big, huge towers with just hundreds of troops. You're going up these towers with this king and he's talking to these people. And it, it feels like something out of like medieval history, which is what works so well for the witcher right like it's it's one of the few games i've ever played that does that so well and like as soon as it did it i didn't care about all the parts that i was like ah, i don't like this like i don't like the combat i don't love this because the storytelling in the world itself was i was like this is what works this is why i love this series um so you know I'm, i've been enjoying it i'm about this one's a little bit different too because it does work in acts and I'm in now in the middle of act one, which is pretty big. Um, kind of going in like yeah. a semi, semi open area, kind of piecing together things that are happening. Why uh, basically someone is a, a guy who looks like a witcher apparently has been going around trying to assassinate these kings. But uh, it's fun. And it's a blast and tons of references. That's like, that's like the yeah. title. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. But, you know, it, The Witcher is not me. It's a different Witcher, John. Oh. Yeah. He, he's, he's like a really strong-looking Witcher. He's not like Geralt. So but you had never played this one before? I had played... I tried it before and on Xbox, and it did not click. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm doing it on PC. And but, the good thing is there are mods. The one thing I'll say, just drop the difficulty to easy. Just do yourself that favor. It's not worth it. I really tried for an hour to fight to to do it on higher difficulty. It is not worth it. Just just do it for yourself. Experience the story. That's where the 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 you know the guts is. I would say for this. And also, if you do on PC, look at some mods because there are some really good improvements you can get out of there as far as but like they, leveling. They are remaking this, are they not? They were that remaking the, the first one right now. Oh, they are remaking the first one, and they are supposedly working on a. Well, I don't think it's supposedly more. They're also working on a fourth game because, you know, money and um, 
cash and it rules everything around us so you know cream. dollar dollar bills y'all right see Geralt grew <laughs> up on the new york crime side <laughs> not the new york Times side john <laughs> his uh his middle name is wu-tang uh so it's my turn. Is it my turn? It is. Uh, I do want to update everybody. The uh, walkabout mini golf phenomenon has not ended. Uh, your boy got very excited. Uh, the Around the World in 80 Days course dropped. I think I brought it up on the podcast. Uh, but since bringing it up, I've played it. Uh, and I plan on going back because I unlocked the hard mode. Each course has an easy and hard mode. We've talked about this before. Um, easy mode gives you, you can collect lost balls. So you can have really cool golf balls you play with the hard mode if you find all of the things in the story you end up getting cool clubs um this particular level is on the eiffel tower and you literally ascend the eiffel tower and you follow the story as it goes on which is super cool so man if anybody wants to get up and play vr with me i have no idea i think we can have up to like eight or nine people in in the game that would be really cool um also you know Rebirth is going to be out soon. And the last time I talked to you guys, I was uh, pretty far into Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I still, I'm still still playing that. Uh, I think Chris and our friend Mike let me know that it was really funny. I did something really epic. And I thought I was like an end game. And Mike was like, no, I think you're like halfway done now. And I was like, what, you're kidding? And he's like, no. And then Chris was like, yeah, I think I think you just... Maybe not halfway, but like you, uh, you're like into the third act now. If there's three acts of the game, it, it just it blows my mind yeah. that seven was a thing back in the day, and the developers remade this game. And our we had an, another friend, Josh. We bring up sometimes. Josh thought it was so cool how they just expanded on places like Midgard or other places that at the the original game just you don't have a lot of time in for whatever reason. No. And also, they throw in stuff that was never in the game that I don't know better. So I'm enjoying it. Uh, it they, I'll tell you from a new player standpoint, they've really made it feel kind of like it belonged. But it's clear to to people who've played seven that like, kind of like, what the f is this? Like, where did this come from? Um, I'm loving it. I cannot wait uh, for Rebirth to come out. And it's going to be a a day one for your boy. And I, I need to let the people know, you know, when you play this game, everybody's like, so, so like, who's your love, right? Do you love Tifa or Aerith? I got to tell you, Tifa is not, she's like a strong number one. Aerith came in and she tried to tug at the heart a little bit. And I was told that, you know, just wait. And you know, the just wait happened. And there was a, a beautiful scene with flowers, and she's, I don't know, but Tifa, whoo! You know, Are you playing this on Plus, or like... No, through my, yeah, I'm on Plus subscription thing, so... Are you playing the retrograde version? No, this is the the remake, the the one that came out that now has a sequel coming out to it. But no, I know, but point, there's, a, there's, there's a remake... Yeah. And then they came out with remake retrograde. Yeah, retrograde includes additional character at addition. Intrograde. Yeah. It it yeah. uh there's yeah, I'm gonna play that, but what I'm doing now kind of irked our friend Mike. Cause there is a prequel that you can play that kind of sets up some stuff. Yeah, Mike leading it. it. 
that leads into seven. And then you kind of know more what's going on with seven. But, you know, if, if people I, look, I've missed it. I can go back and I can still put two and two together. So it'll work. But I am. I can't wait this this game. I just hit a part. Was it last night or the night before where I was all in the emotions, dude, all kind of sadness happened. It was and, it was utter you, devastation. And you said you played like the original. No, I was going to tell you, I downloaded the original uh, one night just to kind of start playing it alongside this to see the difference. It and seems it, it, it seems unplayable at this point. To No, I thought so, too. To people, at least to people, not for like people like Josh who can go back and because they've played it so many times, they know it backwards and forwards and the systems and everything. They can go back and maybe play it. But it just looks so unappealing as a game. I mean, visually, the visual, the visuals would there, just. There's some truth in that, Chris. Style, yeah, no, no I was about to say some truth in it. The, the yeah. art design for sure will never be top notch, just because it's a launch game for the PlayStation, basically. You know, the original PlayStation. So it's like, yeah, it's our first time doing 3D, folks. It, it's not going to look great. But on the flip side, I mean, like to me with that game, if I remember, the one thing that. I would imagine as a pain still is doing the motorcycle sequence in that game or oh, that was, or, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> or later on, if you want to do the snowboarding, I imagine that is spoilers ter- have no clue what that is. Chris, that's, Thanks that's not, that's not the one you're in. That's, that would be the next okay, one. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. but, uh, and that's like a mini game, you know, like it's not, gotcha, a, yeah. I, I, as far as the combat and everything else though, no, you could play that game and it would play perfectly fine because it's a JRPG. Yeah. It's turn-based. I played it. It was fine. Yeah. One thing that did stand out to me that holds to this day is the cutscenes that they put in that game. Yeah. Yeah. The cutscenes, it almost feels like they drew inspiration from those cutscenes because that reminded me the most out of what Final Fantasy VII Remake looks like now. Sure. It's like they made the game a cutscene. And it's amazing. It's beautifully shot. Uh, having played 16 last year uh, and now playing 7, you can kind of see how that's the 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 way if, if, they were, if they hadn't done it all the way, you could see the makings of how Final Fantasy wants to have their games now uh, with, with everything. So sure. but it's, it's, it's super it's super good. Uh, it's still funny. I'll go through like this epic boss fight, right? And then as I'm going to the next set of where I need to go, you run into just like this trash mob and then you all wipe. It just kills you. I don't know if it's because you come off and you like, you know, you played there's a really some, tough fight and then your 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 heels are kind of just like chilling. There's one that's in here I doubt you've gotten to yet, Sean. You probably should be near it because have you gotten, you've been in Sector 5, right? Yeah. There's something in there that you could go do. You'll find out. Um, but like there's it, it's a thing from the original game, right? The house? Yes. In in that game. Yeah. That is just a house that you would experience in the game. And yeah. it could be hard as hell of a yeah. just a random. Oh, game. that house. What what house is it called? Hell House. Oh, let me look it up. Hell, yeah. hell House. John is a effing house that's attacking you. And yeah. it that's is no hard. Good. And I think there's a trophy tied to there, fighting Hell House there on is, hard mode. Yeah, like so. There's the version you did, and then there's the real version of it, which is, dude, the version I luck. did on normal story mode. Yeah, it's already pain. hard AF. Yeah, it's a pain. 
But uh, yeah, that that whole section is cool. It the game is man, I tell you, it's it's really good. So I'm gonna finish it. I'm, I think I'm on the cusp. You I'm should also be on the close. cusp. I, I'm pretty close. Yeah, yeah. I'm also, and I just turned it on to make sure. Uh, I'm still. Pl- I turn on my Xbox to play Assassin's Creed Revelations. Um, oh. And I've been playing that on and off, and I'm really close to the end of that game. Finally, much like how John had this point in the Jedi game, and the joke is that he had it with God of War. Mm-hmm. This was my game that I always, I never had made it to. I was always stuck on the one before. It was always a reboot, restart, reboot. Now this has become the next version, but I'm kind of trugging along. And it's funny because at the one point in that game, and I brought it up before, Ezio gets on a boat and he has to do a thing and there's a fight. I'm like, is this where they started? Because I'm watching our friend Mike play through all the Assassin's Creeds and it hit me like at some point they decided to have boats in the game and you will get on them and fight. That is what you do. But it also hit me. It's like a lot of these games are in the past. So after we get past like horse, the next thing we had was boat. So there's no cars yet, Sean. You know what I'm saying? So. I love it. I can't wait to update you guys. I'm in a conundrum, though, because in fairness, trophies to me, we can have this debate. We've had it before. Trophies just pop, right? They they just mm, they feel good when you get a trophy. An achievement doesn't have that same feeling. And I, and I think it's because of the way Microsoft and Sony, the way you collect your trophies or your achievements, what they apply to. The achievements go to a gamer score where the trophies go to a collection and you can see all of the trophies. See, you got. I disagree with you in the sense of, I, I agree with you with Xbox. I disagree with you with steam steam achievements. If you get invested in that system is amazing. Well, and, I didn't bring be, that up, Chris, cause yeah. I'm not playing Assassin's Creed on steam. Well, you know what? We're bringing it up. On <laughs> Master race from, from you, but from other uh, people I talk to about video games that play mostly on PC and they go through their steam account. Yeah. Uh, I bet it is cool for folks that get Steam achievements on their Steam Deck. Uh, probably cool. But, like, I don't know. There's this weird thing where I feel like my friends don't see what I did on Steam. Well. Because I have, like, three I have three friends yeah, on Steam. That's it's like true. like you and Mike and Josh. Jeff. <laughs> I'm not friends with him. I hate Microsoft, from what I understand, Microsoft is actually reassessing their achievement system to make it more for lack of a better term, more sexy. That's the thing about the PlayStation well, trophies. It is. Just, they're just sexier. Yeah. And I, and I don't know really, I don't really know why. I don't know. Well, that like I when play. you think about the, the, the gamer or the achievements, you get a gamer score mm-hmm. and your gamer score can continue to grow. Even if you don't a hundred percent a game, if you just play a bunch of games, you can still have a big gamer score. If somebody goes and kind of dissects what you've done, would you have a hundred percent there? I don't know. There's just to me, it's to me, and, and I, I know that this is divisive across the gaming world. It's just like it's not the same, even though I want it to be. I do love the noise that the achievement makes. A little pop, you know? I love that. I, I love the extra little diamond you get when it's a super rare uh, achievement that you get. Super cool. And I hear, uh, and I Nintendo, say all that. Nintendo's assessing that they don't care. They're just going to keep <laughs> right, doing they what they give do. zero Fs. <laughs> But I, I bring all that up because I really do love the Assassin's Creed series, and it really would be cool to start platinum, platinum in those if I can. So, Sean, why are you playing on Xbox? Well, because like I'm almost done with 
that game I just told you about Revelations. Yeah. And I don't have that moxie in me right now to go back and restart. And now play all. Th- so my plan was to finish the Ezio trilogy. And then switch. Leave it there for now. Switch over and then play three on on PlayStation. That's my goal. That worked. So we'll see. And then eventually, I think at the end, I'll have maybe some reminiscing gumption to go back and, and go from there. But man, we shall gumption. see. We shall see. Yeah, I did say, because man, gumption, gumption be hard sometimes. <laughs> you know, your, your give AF just sometimes is low. You know? Do y'all feel me on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's truth. I ain't got no gumption to this conversation. <laughs> You can gumption my oh, we're we're, we're <laughs> if you don't like my now. gumption, you can press fast forward. Okay, I, I can't say what I would normally say right now because we're recording, ladies and gentlemen. But as always, we would love to hear what you're playing. Uh, we say that here, and we also in the show notes later when you when we send the episode out, we remind you that we would love to see it. Uh, but yeah, boys, are we good to go? Everybody, let hey, uh, real quick, what are you most excited looking for? What um, we I will, I will say this. We got some news on one game that's going to be coming out soon. We thought we might be playing it. We're not sure if we're going to play it, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll get to that in a minute. There's a but. lot of games this month that I would say I'm not. The, the, the one game you said that's coming out at the end of the month, I am 100% committed to playing. <laughs> really? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely playing Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. There's no question about that. Oh, um, that's you know, funny. Uh, a lot of the other stuff is, I don't know right now john what was you wanted to play grand blue fantasy relink right or is that a joke no i i have it, it it's piqued my interest Pete, very nice he says i uh peaked i i don't know what mine like next one up is that i'm most excited about like uh i don't know if we're being honest right now i i mean I've got, I will say this. I do have Persona 3 Reload downloaded. I downloaded that yesterday because it is Game Pass. And just seems like maybe, you know, here in my world of JRPGs, that's the time that that series finally clicks for me, I'm hoping, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I could see myself, if it is good, if I hear good things, giving Helldivers 2 a shot because I really enjoyed Helldivers, uh, the original. I I'll probably get Mario versus Donkey Kong. I think I'm going to play um, Blue Fantasy Relink with John. <laughs> Looks amazing. But yeah, and I'm guessing I'll probably pick up the the remake of Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Oh, that's a yeah, that's a classic. That'll, yeah. That's a tearjerker if you let it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, with that, I think uh, we can leave it there, and you know, and we're all getting foam stars next week, right? No? no, we're not pushing on foam stars. Oof. I hear it's better than that that fake foam stars game that's on Nintendo. Oof, a stupid squid game. Hot <laughs> off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News. news news that was extremely I, hard news news uh, this was tough <laughs> this was tough but totally worth it no it wasn't
Microsoft has made the decision to cut 1,900 staff members from its video game workforce. According to a message to staff from Phil Spencer, Microsoft will provide, quote, full support to those who are impacted during the transition, including severance benefits informed by local employment laws. Uh, This whole move goes along with the fallout of a large merger, merger of this size. As part of the process, we have made the painful decision to reduce the size of our gaming workforce by approximately 1,900 roles out of 22,000 people on our team. As part of the layoffs, Blizzard Entertainment President Mike Ybarra has announced that he is leaving the company. Just after laying off these workers, Microsoft became the second ever $3 trillion company. Microsoft reported $56.5 billion in revenue. Up 13% year over year. I believe uh, about 13 billion of that is attributed to one Xbox of there. But uh, Sean, how do you feel about this? Yeah, man, it it hit me kind of weird. I don't know how to explain it. I'm like, what is going on? Uh, Yeah, I... It just, you know, doing the show now for as long as we have done it, it's just crazy how often we report this uh, kind of stuff. You know, this is a this is a bigger company. It's Microsoft, and I I do like you know that they're going to do their best to kind of give severance packages. Um, the big name was you know Mikey Barra, and yeah, I don't I don't I, I don't I, this just felt. The the best way I can describe it is it felt weird. And I don't know why, which absolutely now leaves everybody who just heard that going, well, that makes no sense. It's just weird that Microsoft did this. I don't know why. Because Chris and I, we were talking about another company that's like, remember when we were talking the other day on Discord? I don't know if it's in the news, so I don't want to spoil spoil it. Yeah, They were shutting their doors. Yeah, Yeah. there's a, that's at the end. Um, yeah, so we'll bring, yeah, that's, that's, that's sad too. So yeah, yeah, man, I guess back to you. We didn't, I'm trying to make sure. Cause I don't think this is in here, by the way, as far as additional details, I know that they cut a good bit from blizzard, primarily a whole team that was working on the survival game that blizzard was making because apparently that game got canceled. Um, I don't know if that was something that was in the works beforehand and Microsoft is just like, yep, we're with it. Or Microsoft was like, no, we're, we're pulling this plug now, as opposed to like kind of doing the Bethesda thing where they had all these mistakes come up after the fact for being hands off. Right. Um, and then the other one that got hit a good bit, I believe was sledgehammer, uh, had a lot of people laid off. So, uh, John, how do you feel? Um, in relation to this, as opposed to what else is going on in this industry, I, my, my reaction is to everybody who's been, who spent the past exhausting two or three years, eh, two years cheering this on, you know, it's like, and that's fine. If you were, mm-hmm. it's like, what did you think was going to happen? This is this is what this is what happens when you have two companies joining, you get redundancy. Heck, within within the company I work for, they've combined two very large organizations in our within our company 
and there's redundancies and they have cut people because there is simply no justification to keeping those redundancies in place. You have a, you have a, a, a VP of, of, of marketing or a VP of corporate communications within this organization. What are you going to have one for Activision and one for, for Xbox? Well, not necessarily. I mean, that's just, that's just kind of a high level example, but, this kind of, you know, it's, it's of course one, you know, you know, you, you cheer this on and you cheer this on and you cheer this on. And then this news comes along and you go, Whoa, party foul. It's, it, it it's kind of inevitable. It, it's not malicious. It's in its intent. It's, 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 it's to bring the two organizations together. How do we make it fluid? How do we make it work for the future? And this is what happens. So I think you take I think you take this nineteen thousand thousand nineteen hundred people and sort of put it over here in its own category, even though it's a big number and there's an urge to include it in the rest of the conversation regarding all of these layoffs. I don't know that it's applicable in this case. So I would just keep that in mind. Yeah, I I don't think it's the most worrisome one I've seen, mainly because it's John's right. Like a lot of this is redundancy, and is that truth? Like, yeah, you're not uh, gonna hold on, Chris. You're Chris, not gonna. Yeah, we got it, Chris. Isolate hold on. that, yep. Chris. Hold on, Chris. Hold on, Sean. Redundancy means <laughs> what? But uh, what? yeah, you're not gonna have lawyers, you know, for for Microsoft and Activision. You're just gonna have Microsoft lawyers. You're not gonna have accountants for Microsoft and Activision. You're just gonna have Microsoft accountants, right? So. I, I understand where that's coming from, and I would be willing to bet that the bulk of this is from the business side of the stuff as far as instead of the development side. On the other side of it, though, the the few things I did see, like like I said, Blizzard canceling a game, and then the other one being Sledgehammer, and also I believe Toys for Bob cut down a good bit. I think it's probably a sign to say... Microsoft is saying business has how it had to be for Activision to work as a company is not necessarily where Activision is going in the future as part of Xbox. I think they do not have a desire or a need to sit there and be this machine that consistently pumps out a $70 Call of Duty game which again might be one of the one big reasons why Sony did not want this to go through, right? Because that's a big part of their earnings. Um, you know, I don't think they have that desire to have a $70 new call of duty thing out every year. I think they have a bigger desire to make call of duty a platform to itself and say, we have the Warzone platform, which will be consistently updated and have new things. And we will have a seasonal platform for classic Call of Duty and zombie modes. And then maybe we have one or two teams that work on Call of Duty campaigns or whatever that we do over the course of two to three years a cycle, right? And that's it. I think that's probably where they're going. With Blizzard, I think they're saying... Stop trying to get into the new stuff. That's not what we want Blizzard for. I wouldn't be surprised if they go in some of these guys. You know, there's that one studio that's making uh, from the folks who made Warcraft and Starcraft, right? I could see them reaching out and trying to find the next generation of those kind of leaders and probably coming back and saying, let's make a new 
let's have Blizzard make the next StarCraft game because that just makes a way more sense from their ideas. No, Chris, it's it's we are the Call of Duty and Diablo company and you will like it. <laughs> Probably, yeah, and Overwatch and WoW, you know, yeah. yeah. Like that's true. Very well could Take be it. that. Take um, it. So, you know. Take it. Take all of it. <laughs> I will say it is concerning yeah. Even if you take away this, right? Like last year was the biggest year for layoffs ever in video games in the industry. Mm. That was how do you know that? Because I've looked it up, and it was ten thousand. Already been surpassed. No, it hasn't been surpassed. (laughs) But we were at last year. The record was ten thousand eight hundred and fifty, and with this, we're right at six thousand now. We're like literally 10,890 and so 60. It took us, it took us a year to get to 10,000. It's not even February and it's going to get worse. So just, just hang It may on. or may not. You don't know. It's getting, it's getting. You're not from the future. Okay. I mean, I know this is somewhat making light of it, but ladies and gentlemen, yeah. weekly games chat is scaling down. I'm, I'm, they're yeah. phasing me out. So John's out. Well, we just don't know. have, and I'm not even getting here. a severance. Let me just go ahead and I've muted John. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to pivot, one of the things that really stuck out to me was how Mikey Barr was leaving. But hey, we got news that that didn't last long at all, did we, John? Mm. Well, let's tell that that was a surprise. If if I'm going to be honest, yeah. I don't mean to. It's like, yeah, let's let's get rid of Ibarra. That makes sense. <laughs> I've only been at the company 20 years. All right. Anyway, Blizzard does find a new president. Uh, Blizzard has found a new president in former Call of Duty and NFL executive jo- Joanna Ferries. She replaces the recent departing Mike Ibarra. Ferris. Ferries is the first, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, forgive me. Ferries is the new president of Blizzard since Microsoft completed its acquisition. Matt Booty announced the news, news stating, quote, I want to start by acknowledging the impact of the events last week and thank everyone for the professionalism uh, and empathy I've seen as we navigate a demanding and difficult situation. We are dedicated to helping the studio reach its full potential and confident that the teams will continue the current momentum of building great games. With the context front and center, I'm pleased to announce Johanna Ferries as the new president of Blizzard Entertainment. I know that she made further comments stating that, you know, um, basically saying, you know, this is this is awkward. <laughs> but, uh, Chris, I don't know if you can relate, but I don't know that I would want to be called in to a leadership role under these types of circumstances. I mean, when you've been president of, you know, or over Call of Duty, right? Um, and that's easily, some, I would say, outside of the thing called WoW, the most successful thing in Activision's portfolio. <laughs> that's not a bad idea to get the person there who understands, like, hey, what's what's going to be expected of you? Um, I think, you know, it's, it's a shame Mike Yubara is gone, but I figured that the moment this deal got done, Mike Yubara, it, that's just the kind of person you're expecting to leave. Right. Like I'm surprised it was this quickly. Right. And there might just been understanding in a deal. Maybe your Mike, your bar was like, I really don't want to be around. I just want to get my bag too and, and move on with my life. Cause I've been doing this for 20 years <laughs> and I can say I went out as the head of blizzard and I've got that. So, you know, but 
uh, you know, seems like a good choice and hopefully she does well. Sean, was Jade Raymond not available? Oh, I don't think so. I'm kidding. I'm um, kidding. I did, I did look up. I did look up. Uh, uh, Johanna. And, hi. But uh, I also went to. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, like, hi. Hey, how you doing? Hey. I, I, I did end up going over to Reddit. And I mean, Reddit never lets you down, right? Mm-mm. So uh, first post after Jason, somebody posted Jason Schreier's breaking news. Uh, this person says Blizzard will now be run by a former Activision executive. Yeah, it's over now. <laughs> and they go on to say that Bobby was the worst, right? Um, or they thought Bobby was the worst. And what they mean by that is he's a bigger, you know, POS human than this person's opinion. But this, they they don't feel like she's going to be able to do well at man- managing the games. Uh, like you would expect somebody to do that. Uh, other folks go on to say things like, listen, before you give her praise, understand that everything that's coming out in the first six to 10 months has already kind of been down the pipeline. You're sure. not going to see her impact until after that. Here's what I say. Give her a chance, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't take us. I want to look up more on how she, what she was as far as an NFL executive. But if you're like a uh, Call of Duty tight end leadership or a NFL executive tight end, I'm, I'm going to give you a chance that you kind of know your stuff. And uh, if you don't know your stuff, we will report it on whatever week that is and whatever episode that is on Weekly Games Chat, uh, sans John, because he's getting the axe. So now it's my turn and nobody gave me a pivot. Hold on here. I guess you guys Uh, went offline. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have anything to pull from you. Oh, good point. Good point. Um, Let's let's just go ahead and address this head on, right? Rocksteady Studios was forced to pull Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League offline just one hour into the early access launch due to a bug that automatically completed players games i'm going to pause there for a minute and what that means is like you got a hundred percent like you were done with the game what sucked about that is you didn't get trophies <laughs> just saying <laughs> but anyway rocksteady that was a terrible bug you're done with the game but you got no proof rocksteady mentioned the game will be offline for several hours here was a quote they gave we're aware that a number of players are currently experiencing an issue whereby upon Logging into the game for the first time, they have full story completion. (laughs) To resolve this issue, we will be performing maintenance on the game servers. During this time, the game will be unavailable. We expect this to take several hours and we'll update once we have more information. We apologize for the inconvenience. At the time of the news, and at the time of this recording, the game is currently back online. Um, it was uh, it was actually up this morning, like I said, but the damage could be already done. So what I'm going to do now is that last sentence. I'm going to go to John because I think he had the most sincerity in potentially wanting to play this game, John. But do you think the damage is done? Is it dead in the water? Well, if I if I buy the game day one and there's still a bug that <laughs> finishes my game, as long yeah. as the trophies pop, 
You're hey, hey, I'll be like, hey, that was money well spent. <laughs> Look at that platinum. Hey, Mike, you got a platinum on Suicide Squad? <laughs> That's so funny. Um, this is Chris. Chris and I were uh, were discussing this a little bit very briefly this morning, and he made an he told me something interesting that uh, I don't remember the details, but the details of who the person was but Paris um, Lily. okay is yeah. that the uh, uh, xbox guy for kind of funny yeah yeah okay. he's done that and he he's hosted a couple of things for microsoft as well <clears throat> okay uh the fact that this could mean the end of one of my absolute favorite developers mm-hmm. scares the crap out of me <laughs> and i don't know i i, I need somebody to well here's the thing i'm going to i'm going to be i'm going to be hopeful um i don't think this is going to i, I want the game to be good i i can, i have to i have to believe that somewhere in this game that was developed by rocksteady there is a good game um but i think i think that this incident has given has given everybody the ammunition they've been wanting to have because this game, unfortunately, and I, I don't, I don't think it's fair. This thing, this game, unfortunately has been rejected since its announcement as, 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 as when they unveiled it for the first time, this thing has been written off since the very beginning in, in my assessment. So I, I, I would, I would love this game to be good. I have some hopes that it is. And I, like I told you this morning, Sean, I'm looking for any excuse to give this game my money because I look, I, I want Rocksteady to exist. I think the industry needs a Rocksteady, but I would love, I would love to understand where the decision making processes whether this was forced onto rocksteady whether the concept of it was forced onto rocksteady or whether this was hey this is our idea this was our baby from the ground up but this could be this year's redfall oof yeah Possible. you know that just oof that hurt for you to say out loud it hurts uh, it really does i will say i know people that are fans of dc and want to play this game no matter what um we'll see but chris i'd like to get your thoughts first on on this news for this game and uh, you weren't one of the biggest proponents of being excited to play the game or or for the game is that accurate is that the stand there was a point where i was i mean like i really want to until i really saw what the game was and i was like oh it's a live service game and i was like i've done that it was called avengers and it had issues too um, so, you know, I, I just felt... Rocksteady keeps insisting that it's not, well, I mean, sure. They can insist. Like I, I think that from what I've seen in glimpses, I think you could see the, where Rocksteady is a great studio, right? Like the, the banter, the way they approach gameplay and things like that. Um, and all that, but I imagine as time goes on it's still going to be a thing where no the idea is going to be hopefully that you play this for a very very long time um 
whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's not, you know, the thing I saw and what I sent to John this morning was, you know, the, the other side of this, there was a whole entire thing about review copies and all IGN didn't get anything. And apparently they didn't really send them to anyone except a very few amount of people. And like almost no one got to see the game in advance, right? Like outside of the preview period. Um, and you know, the Paris's whole entire thing was he talked to a bunch of people kind of off the record and he gathered that WB made this decision because they're trying to do what's in the best interest of the game's health, AKA they don't want anything going that <laughs> they, they don't want anything that's going to potentially be a harm to the initial player base on day one. They want people to come in there and experience this and hopefully get hooked. That's what they want because the other side of it is that for instance, when you have something like this happen where right away the game has a major technical bug and it has to be pulled offline, you get a bunch of criticism and it can spiral out of the way very fast. And the next thing you know, someone like WB is going to look at the money spent and the money lost. And instead of regrouping and moving on to the next thing, they're going to just shutter the studio and save the losses from the overhead. Right. Which sucks because, you know, and that's what we were talking about. John, and I is like, yeah, none of us want to see probably WB games, best studio potentially be shuttered. Who's made one of the best engines out there that Lord of the Rings has used along with, <laughs> you know, the Arkham games and, and now this, I, I don't want to see that go down. So I'm rooting for it to find some sort of audience, but, I don't know. Um, take it for what it is. I've, I I imagine this game's going to get played a lot more on console than it is on PC, and it is early access right now. The player base is around seven thousand on Steam. So uh, as of this moment, so I don't know what that means. It is a work day, right? So <laughs> <laughs> maybe that number picks up as we get more to the main opening in this weekend. But I'm rooting for them. You know, I want there to be success. Now you know. Other games have come out on work days that were amazingly full. I'm not going to say I'm not. Yeah, but uh, they were also things that were primarily only on Steam, to be fair. Like, you know, you can get Lost World on your Xbox, you know, (laughs) or New World or whatever. Why'd you go all Chris Collingsworth voice on me? Mm -hmm. I just just hope. I just hope we don't live in a world where WB is going to be like, sorry that we forced this game concept down your throats rock steady but because we did that we're gonna have to shutter your studio the studio that you've spent two decades See, building and nurturing and making it what it is today so then we just go buy the game john we'll we see play it. I, I don't know I, you know sometimes sometimes i wish we lived with that mentality that we that keeping Rocksteady around is worth $60. It my, is. <laughs> my theory know, is that I think these guys from the start wanted to make this game, like as far as a four person co-op game, right? The I point, have a hard time believing that Rocksteady wanted to make Suicide Squad. No, I, I do. I think I could see them going like, this is a cool idea for a shooter, looter shooter type thing where I think they probably, if you're looter looking at, shooter. if you're looking and going like, they probably wanted to make Borderlands. Right. 
And then WB came in and probably said, we want this as a live service game because it's DC property and we can make a ton of money. I, I don't know. I, I try to look at it with, with, with the timing, the timeline in mind. And I see it as this game got, got off the ground when Will Smith's Suicide Squad made a billion dollars at the box office. Mm-hmm. And it was that one movie that was seemed that it was that one DC movie up to that point that had made a billion dollars. Yeah. And the WB sitting there going, uh, we see what you're working on Rocksteady, but we're going to do this because this seems to be but, what everybody's gravitating to. Everybody from a DC perspective loves that Harley Quinn and they love this and this. And so I just see them from the timing of it. Cause you have to imagine this game's been in development. For a while. Or rock, or I'll say I'll say Rocksteady's been working on something mm-hmm. for a long time, and it was heavily rumored that it was a Justice League game. Sure, but I think they pivoted. I don't see because they were because they were coerced to because Justice League wasn't really coming off the ground as far as DC Cinematic Universe was, but Suicide Suicide Squad did. See, but in my opinion, like when I hear that, you gotta follow the money, Chris. You gotta follow the money. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. You gotta follow the money. The money here is, I would say, the guys who are at Rocksteady are probably the most powerful people at WB Games in terms of developers because they've produced the biggest hits, the biggest critical darlings in a genre. And you know what would have happened if they had told them they were gonna have to do something? they would have done the same thing that the guys at Dragon Age did, <laughs> that the guys at Mass Effect did, that the guys at Infinity Ward did way back in the day, and so many others. They would have walked out the door, and they would have formed their own studio, and they would have moved on with their lives because they're not going to waste five years of their lives working on a project they have no investment in. I think and the other side of the business this- side of it is different. Like, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't an argument here. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're not arguing, but I would urge you to consider that we now live in an era where a, where an outside third party studio came in and told naughty dog what to do. So I don't know that. I don't know. But that again, if you told Neil, Druck, if you told Neil Druckmann, you have to do this and it has to be this, what do you think Neil Druckmann would do? Uh, Sony password yourself. Sony <laughs> came in and told Neil Druckmann to shelve their game. I don't think Neil Druckmann ever wanted to really make that game. You know, that's the thing where they were kind of just working on something. He's like, yeah, that's fine. But I think Neil Druckmann was working on whatever, what, you know, has been working on last of us, the TV show. And now he's probably working on last of us part three. Right. I'm just, uh, I'm just using the analogy you use. Somebody, somebody said if, to Rocksteady, you don't buy that. Somebody told Rocksteady what to do. Well, this very year in 2023, somebody told Naughty Dog what to do. In terms of a mode, but I'm saying like for their main projects, like if you told Naughty Dog right now, you have to go do a Jax game. Do you think that Neil Druckmann would stick around to do a Jax game in 2023? Okay, you keep saying Neil Druckmann. Yes, because that's like the biggest shift. Okay, it, like no, like it to an again, individual when you were, yes. you were originally positing a studio. Now you're but, saying, but that's what I'm getting to. Like, it's like telling Vincent Paula, you have to do call of duty this way. He leaves. <clears throat> it's like telling Ken Levine, you have to do this. And he says, screw that. I'm moving on. It would be like telling Todd Howard right now, right? Like on the flip side saying you have to do elder scrolls. You don't get a choice in this. You have to do it. 
right? But I would I would argue Rocksteady doesn't have a Ken Levine. They don't. They do. Rocksteady doesn't. Hold on, Rocksteady. Okay, what's his name? I don't know his name offhand. But See, that's I mean, the, that's what I'm saying. You, you don't have a household. Rocksteady is a great developer, one of the mm-hmm. best in my opinion. But Rocksteady, you don't associate Rocksteady with a Todd Howard or a Neil Dr- Neil Neil Druckmann. I would it's be Rocksteady. It's yes. not. It's not Todd Howard and Rocksteady. We think yes. Bethesda. We think Todd Howard. But you don't think that if the lead guy at Rocksteady, I can't know his name right now, left, that Microsoft went back up a Brings truck, EA went back up a Brings truck, Activision went backed up a Brings truck. I mean, like what, there's. A, a, I'm sorry. A, a Brings, Brings truck. A, Brinks. A what? Brinks. I'm, I'm having trouble. B R I N K S, like you know the company Brinks. They transport money. That's what they do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but like you know, basically back up you know the money bags right to go say come here, and then you would have started to see this exodus of people leaving Rockstay Games. I mean, like Hideo Kojima is like literally what he did. Like right, they fired him. He went over to PlayStation, well, and then what did he do? He sat there and slowly poached away his studio. <laughs> Here's the deal. The the co-founders of Rock City were two people, mm-hmm. right? And they're not there their, anymore. Their name was Jamie Walker and Sefton Hill. They dipped. Yeah. Long ago. Um, uh, at the end of 2022. And they formed a new company in January, and there's no news. I'm looking at the wiki page. It'll be a while. Like, John's yeah. right. There's no body that they're claiming is the big dog of this company um, right now so yeah maybe that is then if that's the case but i don't know and i could see that's why i say like i think the idea of working on the game of a suicide squad game is probably theirs i think the idea of it becoming a live service game is probably not something they were too keen on which is probably to the point there why you don't see them there anymore right I just Those, wish they would have made a longer Batman VR. That would have been great. I just think that their game was a Justice League. Mm-hmm. And I know it kind of is. Maybe at one point. When 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 month after I mean, you guys remember we were st- we were doing the show even then, month after month after month after month, it was a rumor that they were doing Justice League. It was Justice League. It was Justice League. It was Justice League. Mm-hmm. And then they announced it and it's Suicide Squad. I really have a hard time believing all those rumors. Of the, from those insiders were incorrect. I just don't buy it. Those people I, also tell us there's going to be a new Nintendo every six weeks, John. I, I but there but there is to your point there is truth to that that most of the time when we do hear a rumor, uh, I definitely a lot don't. of it kind of comes together. But it's just weird. Yeah. I don't want Rock City to go away. Regardless, I think you have a fair point. I think we have the power to tell the people that want to play Batman or Suicide Squad or Arkham games, let's get the game and play it. Let's spend our $60. Let's play it. Let's see what it has to offer. If the game is a 60 on Metacritic, I'm not going to urge my listeners I'm to I'm going to do it because I like <laughs> I don't want Rocksteady to go away. But you play, you, right. you urge people to buy the uh, Arkham Knight, which is, you know, or whatever, uh, Gotham Knight. Oh, that's because that's a product I believed in. I played it first before I said go yeah, buy it. Yeah, true. You know. You so. know what? I'm I'm starting to get this narrative where I need to become the defender of this game, and I'm buying it. We're gonna go play this it. game, John. You needed a reason. <laughs> I'm buying it too. <laughs> you needed a reason. Let's do it. You know. Yep. Uh, Screw let's it. Let's do it. 
<laughs> we're going to pivot now. And we got some big news for uh, something that's going to be the first of the year. Yeah, Sony has announced its first PlayStation State of Play for 2024. The showcase will begin on January 31st. That's uh, today, if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast. At 2 p.m. Pacific, that's a fake time. Real time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, The show will last around 40 minutes and will include extended looks at Stellar Blade and Rise of Ronin. Plus more from talented game developers from around the world. Specifically, more than 15 games will be covered during the showcase. Sean, I think I told you this yesterday that um, they said some of those will definitely be PSVR2 Yay! related. So It makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, I'm like a kid. Uh, you know, since we don't have the E3 anymore and stuff, any, any like piece of video game fun from the these big studios or from the Sony's and Xboxes, I get super excited for it, dude. Uh, I'm I'm hoping I can get home in time to to watch it live. I think that's the fun part. Uh, you know, we tried when we can to get together to watch it with our with our peeps, so maybe we can make that happen. I'm excited for John because Stellar Blade is going to get an extensive look, and I know that's a game he was excited about. That's cool. Uh, I'm excited about Rise of the Ronin. Now with the news that there's going to be VR stuff, it's like let's go. I'm excited. So make sure that if you uh, hear this on time, you watch it live if you want to. But if not, remember, they'll have this on replay on, on the YouTube and all of that. So you'll be good to go. But yeah. Back to you. John, are you going to make sure to look at the PSVR 2 game so you can finally <laughs> buy a PSVR 2? That's such a loaded question. 100. <laughs> Under <Pito! laughs> No, I'm 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 like hoping that Stellar Blade they're gonna be like, and it's out right now, and that brr, brr, brr. And, and it's no longer called Stellar Blade; it's called Stellar Booty. Because mm. have you seen the trailers? No, I saw Sean. one. <laughs> you got it. Right go back, going into it. pause mode. The physics are fantastic it. in this game. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna love my search history today, huh? <laughs> yeah she uh this looks legit yeah i remember this yeah this is this is gonna be this game has the potential to be really good not ugly totally <laughs> not ugly you're right We're, we are toxic here at weekly games chat except for chris it's true but yeah those games are definitely on the horizon oh mm. all right so is this me yeah i think so yeah Mm -hmm. there is a pc port on the horizon horizon forbidden west for pc finally has a release date set for march the complete edition arrives on pc on march 21st some features for the version include ultra wide support with support for 21 9 ratio 32 32 9 ratio and 48 9 ultra wide resolutions and compatibility with PC gaming stations with a triple monitor setup. Chris, are you interested in, with it to, uh, in this on PC because you are so far into the game? Are you willing to restart it to play it on PC? I mean, it would be the master race version of the game, which is with uh, no trophies. I mean, yeah, I'm fine with that. 
I don't need that in my life. Uh, you know, what I need are three monitors, all 4K, stacked together, you know, I showing me a I, beautiful I'm, world. Well, <laughs> Sean, I'm hearing you can have some pretty awesome mods for Horizon. Exactly. <laughs> Can't mod it, you know, on the PlayStation 5. <laughs> and Sean... And secondly, Sean, why does yeah, why does Chris hate trophies? <laughs> well, because Chris is lame. Uh, he doesn't have that 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 itch. He because he doesn't get a lot of trophies. A lot of the games he plays are on easy mode, and they don't on get any trophies mode, for yeah. that. Yeah. But no, uh, I have more trophies than about... both of you. <laughs> I think I wouldn't you be sure surprised. About that? I may. I know you cannot has. come out the gate. <laughs> swing it out of your cleats and make a statement like that and then immediately go I have more platinums <laughs> than both of joking. you I have more platinums I bet than both of you I bet you see he's not even definitive on how that. many do you have right. I have 12 I don't know I know I We're have 12 not, I'm, not, I'm not doing this right now I think I have like 6 you have more platinums than me there you go come I'm at glad me again that whole you, come at, you come at me again platinums. you come at me again <laughs> Put baby I want to in come the corner. This new story that John just read because I'm a pro and I stay on track. What? That's not true. Oh. Uh, I give zero about this game coming to PC. So yeah. shout out to all you nerds with triple monitor setups and enjoy that ultra wide resolution support. I'm not playing it on PC. 240 hertz with ray tracing. <laughs> News. I'm going to talk more about the last thing. Uh, that we need to worry about this year, and that Skull and Bones is beta. Mm. Uh, the title of this next news statement is Open Beta for Our Friend Mike. I've got some sad news, John. I think Mike is out. I'll get into that in just a minute. But Skull and Bones will have an open beta. It kicks off across all platforms via the Epic Game Store and the Ubisoft Store on February 8th and runs until February 11th. In the open beta, players can reach the infamy cap of Tier 6, no clue what that means, and earn up to five exclusive rewards, including unique ship cosmetics, emote, a weapon, and a Pandal Lemur pet. No clue what yeah. Lemur. <laughs> Lemur. 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 <laughs> your progression will carry over from the beta to the full game which comes out just a few days later on february 16th For... so before i uh yeah i want to hear this yeah so i was talking to mike and he goes he just out of the blue he's like you know man i i think i'm out on skull and bones and i was like what why he goes well the more i see of it the, the more i don't want to play it <laughs> Then he kind of goes on and he talks about his biggest gripe, which almost I think has talked me out of it, too. I got to be completely 100 with you. Um, So you only stay on the ship. You don't ever get to get off the ship. It's just a ship game. That's it. That sounds terrible. Mike says he's not out. Well, he's he's now. Do you know what Mike just did? He was going to go to commit day, and he's got his table set up with all his hats. <laughs> and everybody thought he was going to pick the hat that says "I'm out," and he's going to pick the hat that says "I'm in." He's doing this now. Uh, you know why, Sean? 
You know why he's doing what? this? Because he's he's wavering. He just doesn't know. Yeah, how to he, he is. One way or the uh, way. But I, I got to be honest. I don't want to play, and I have done this before, like a Star Wars game that was just you and a ship flying around. Those games get kind of not fun fast. So I'm going to pivot now to John, and let's talk about your excitement for this game and if it still is wavering on the positive side. Yeah, for sure. It's wavering on the positive side. One of the things that I'm appreciating about what Ubisoft is doing here, I've seen a lot of YouTubers. I've watched a lot of YouTube videos of people that have been granted closed beta access to this. And they gave their, their full throated opinions on it. Some good, some bad, some completely bad, but Ubisoft has kept going to those YouTubers and going to those people and saying, Here's um, here's more access to this game. What I'm my point is Ubisoft is not is not punishing people for bad quote unquote press. They have it seems to me it, at least Ubisoft has given the impression they that they have been completely open and transparent over the past six months about this game, giving people access to it, allowing people to give feedback on it, even if they even if they run the risk of negative feedback and they're not punishing those people who are giving that feedback. They keep inviting them back. So something tells me at least on the surface that the in game stuff and what they have planned for this thing, I think they're more confident than we are initially have been led to believe in this game. That being said, I completely understand where you're coming from, Sean, it was it was a it was a surprise. It was kind of a jolt that the primary focus of this game and I, and I did talk about this when I was talking about the closed beta. You must not have been listening. Happens a lot. <laughs> Where your primary function as an avatar is engaging in commerce, going to different islands and getting. See, Sean, mm. commerce, commerce. That word. What that word means. Punk. <laughs> I just want to. I want to not commerce, not barter. I just want to hop out of my ship. You want to go shoot people and, and dominate where I land. Yeah, I mean, if so, you wanted this to be a Sea of Thieves clone. You wanted or this to, any of the Assassin's Creed games leading up to this point's clones. Well, this game is realistic. You could probably <laughs> tell the sea monsters that are in this game, uh, but no, the I. I I'm hoping that maybe that is a functionality in future updates further down the road, um, hopefully sooner rather than later. But if it's not, I mean, the this game is centered on one of the most innovative gameplay mechanics of the last decade, and that is Ubisoft's design of what ship combat is should look like in a game. And, you know, say what you want about the Assassin's Creed series over the past, th- the things they've done wrong here, thing they, things they've done wrong here. They've absolutely gotten right naval combat, and it's only improved over the past decade. And to me, it's just one of the greatest combat gameplay innovations that we've had um, over the past generation. But so I'm it's it's for that reason, because I understand the focus for me was the combat. And so I'm there until they give me a reason not to be there, which they very well could. They very well could. Yeah. Uh, Mike, just, just for clarification, he's in the chat. We hang out. 
he said he was just having second thoughts. I took it as like that's his way of sort of bowing bowing out from the hype. Well, I'm uh, having second thoughts about Mike being my friend since he doesn't want to get <laughs> trophies with me for AC Unity. Let's Ouch. wait on the predictable thing he's going to say in response right now. Hmm. And we wait. <laughs> well, while, while you we wait, wait um... Chris, um, what do you think about this news for the open beta? Uh, where do you sit on Skull and Bones? Are you going to have FOMO uh, if we all play it? Or just kind of give us your thoughts. It's right around the corner. It's getting close. What's the max you can have in a party? Is it four or three? What if I told you? I have no effing clue. If it's four it. and you guys were all in, I would probably get it just because it'd be a fun thing to do with my friends, right? That Chris would be is oh, in. you mean like when we Chris played boat game and yeah. like blew me up? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I do note that... Uh, Told you. It says... Well, hold on. It says across all platforms via the Epic Game Store and Ubisoft Store, but the Epic Game Store and Ubisoft Store are PC things. It's probably where you would go and register it. Oh, okay. Kind of like how you sent gotcha. me a link that one gotcha. time. It's but yeah, Chris's first beta. It's fine. I played the. <laughs> um, Defend myself. It's nice that they're going to let you carry over your progression. I don't know. It, it's it's really hard to figure out what's going to be. I will not be surprised if this crashes and burns. Um, just because I don't know. If it's it got, would be crash and sink in this case, Chris. <laughs> it would burn on the way it's sinking. You can sink it burned. I don't know Crazy bees. if if it's gonna have the loop of what people were looking for from that game back in 2013. But you know, I I would love to be wrong just because it's very likely you think there'll be an Altair uniform you can find somewhere oh i'm I'm that's in every effing game i'm sure you can go to your ubisoft rewards which thankfully have a lot it is in every every game hey just in case you forgot there's some uniform left by altair that the next game will also find because you didn't find it yet what (laughs) luckily i i beat Prince of Persia, so I'll have enough uh, Ubisoft reward. I don't like that, that you outfit. flex that. It made me feel weird, like I need a shower when you said that just now. I'm just saying, I beat Ubisoft. I beat Prince of Persia. It's your game of the year. I will say, uh, I, Chris probably knows about this, and Sean, I don't mean to discredit. You might know this too, but I think that Ubisoft will keep going with this game, regardless of how it is perceived to be doing financially because Ubisoft Singapore, Singapore has thrown a lot of money and tax incentives at this studio to keep this game going. Many speculate that this game would have been shelved years ago had they not been getting the tax breaks they've been getting. So there could be almost zero financial loss keeping this game afloat, if you will. So yeah. I can I can foresee this game being built upon, experimented on, innovated on, um, for for a couple of years, at least a you know at least a couple of years. We'll see. We'll Chris, see. This game. Chris, don't, this game. Chris, don't shrug. Don't shrug me like that ever again. Don't do right. that. He's he's you know he's just getting ready for the next thing he's going to read because in truth, uh, Skull and Bones could. It could actually sink and suck, or it could be an infinite wealth for Ubisoft. Sink and suck? Sink and suck. And I just gave a Chris a pivot 
for infinite wealth that he's gonna miss. And I just did gave it to him again. Well, you keep talking, so it's really hard to. Pivot. I did quit. You know what? That's not See? fair. You were trying to scarf down your piece of chicken. You didn't hear me say it. The f- Tell the truth right now. Did you That's, hear it the first time? I did. It's pizza. It's pizza. It's crust. And yeah. It looks delicious. Yeah. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell like the a, truth. Like a dragon, Infinite Wealth has enjoyed the biggest launch on Steam for the series, with more than four times the player count of Yakuza, Like a Dragon. The game enjoyed a peak player count of 46,161 during its launch weekend, and that's compared to Like a Dragon, which only reached 9,535. This certainly would suggest a big boost in popularity for the series with no signs of slowing down. Infinite Wealth takes the series out of Japan for the first time. To why? Um, I'm the only one who's played it. Any of you guys got any interest now? I mean, like, literally. No, I think uh, I you, think you covered it. It's perfectly fine. and. Uh, but you love turn-based games now. I am, I am JRPG Sean. You're right. But. And, uh, like, and like, literally. Almost every Yakuza game, I think, is now on, or has been on Game Pass for like the this last This is when year. I let you know that I canceled my Game Pass. I will send you $10. It has nothing to do with that. This game has only piqued my interest in the series. Mm-hmm. And I was about to say that, uh, Chris. Um, you got to give Game Pass a lot of credit because I think you can credit Game Pass with at least part of the surge in popularity for this series. Yeah. And the the fact that this one is is designed the way it is and built the way it is really piques my interest. But from what I'm hearing from people, it's not really a series. They like to say that because they don't want to lose sales, but it's not exactly a series that you can just jump in at any game in the series. So I I I as we were on as we were getting ready to do the show today i was looking through game pass to see which ones were on there and like you know like you said there's still a good selection of the games on game pass so it's it's um call it a call it a bonus goal maybe for 2024 Hmm. i would like to maybe dive into at least a couple of these see what it's all about because there's a lot of members of our of our audience that have really tried to push on us Mm -hmm. to play yakuza yeah, even you see, Sean Yakuza. I mean, I'm. I remember even my friend way back in the day, Aaron, pushing like years ago, saying you need to check these games out. They're pretty <clears throat> unique and pretty cool for RPGs. I was like, I'm gonna go over here and play God of War. Thanks, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> now I'm kind of wishing I had because they are they are quite. I'm good. playing God of War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't like this resurgent. Yakuza and Persona Chris. I gotta just say it out loud and have you guys hear that I don't like it. So when the angst from me comes later on, when Chris talks about all these games that he's playing and he's a dragon and he's so Persona, I'm not gonna be happy about it. I gotta tell you that. Look, man, I'm just I'm with the people. I'm 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 just playing where the cool games are, and you can come get in the pool with us too, man. Man, the pool's got pee in it, dog. I'm out. <laughs> but it's warm. <laughs> Sean, we should really loosen our grip on Chris. Mm. I feel like we're bullying him.
I don't think we should. I think we should like squeeze the grip, you know, like a Vader chokehold. Oh, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, you thought you're talking about some old yerky yerky happy uh, ending. Uh, well, speaking of loosening a grip, uh, Embracer Group is loosening their grip. Embracer Group has reportedly canceled a new Deus Ex two years into its development, preceding the layoff of some staff. Eidos released a statement say, stating, quote, the global economic context, the challenges of our industry, and the comprehensive restructuring announced by Embracer have finally impacted our studio. The difficult decision has been made to let go of 97 people from development teams, administration, and support services. Embracer Group has been aggressively shutting down studios since last year following the $2 billion deal with Savvy Games reportedly falling through. I don't know what this Saudi company saw in their books that scared them off. I'd love to know at some point. But, uh, Sean, Chris has alluded, I say alluded, he's absolutely said, that we are approaching already breaking last year's layoff record. Layoffs? Layoff. Um. What's going on, man? Give us your I, I, sense dude, of what's going on in this industry. I don't know. That's why earlier I said it's weird. And then you come on and you know you make valid points about accusi- accu- <clears throat> accusations, yeah, uh, and stuff. And then I'm like, but I already knew this story existed, and this didn't make any. I just I don't want to see people lose their jobs in a field that they love or have been a part of for so long. That's one of the biggest problems I have with corporate America. Uh, and I know that like, while it's not quite the same, it is a corporation. I get it. But when you're part of a developer, this stuff can, it can change in the blink of an eye. Uh, I gave Chris a little bit of, you know, joking trash talking about, well, they shouldn't have made a crappy game called Deus Ex, you know, and it was a joke. Cause Chris was like, no man, these games are really good. And it wasn't Guardians of the Galaxy just, too. That was really good. It was what? What? I said they made Guardians of the Galaxy also, <laughs> which was really good. The VR game? No, the game came out two years ago. Oh, Action I am game? so stupid. I heard something completely different than Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I this made Chris sad, and I'm sure when I get done talking. Matter of fact, I'll do I'll do that now and let him kind of speak on it because I just I don't like seeing this kind of stuff, man. True. Um, yeah, I, I can't say I'm shocked. Um, just it feels like anyone who's under Embracer Group, this is probably what is going to await them unless something changes or they get sold to someone else very soon. Um, you know, this group came in, they bought a lot of properties, and you know, John alluded to before, like there are major problems in this game industry. It's not just one part of it is, you know, with these layoffs and everything is yes, there is a COVID bubble that happened a couple of years ago where they went out there and they stacked up gang developers because everyone was working remote and they needed more people, more hands to get the games done. Right. But there's a bigger issue that's been plaguing and been warned about for years Hey, we just had technical issues because Twitch is, uh, well, Twitch is something. You probably joined on this part of the podcast if you haven't been there. But yeah, back to what I was saying. 
There's been issues going on in the industry and warning signs within it for years. And like this feels like this could be the popping off event just because Embracer owns a lot of these studios that honestly were not making a ton of money and had a lot of expense. And they bought them up because they had these big IPs, right? That they thought, hey, we can take these and, you know, sell to a bigger investor group. And now that's fallen through. So now they just have all these IPs, all these studios with huge expenses, and there's there's nothing they can do really to like lessen the load except start cutting things. And I really believe if that studio or if Embracer cannot massively sell off its stock, or I should say stock of studios, right, in a very short amount of period, there's a good chance that they're going to go under by the end of this year along with probably the other big one that's out there looming right now being Unity Engine. And if those two things happen, it's going to be one of the biggest losses in the entire history of video games. <laughs> and it's it, it really is saying this thing. like It feels like we're coming to a head with... I, I remember Mark Cerny when PlayStation 5 first got released, and he talked about size of video games and the cost of video games and how long video games were taking in scope. And it feels like that is coming to a head where companies now are really being forced to leverage themselves on the hopes that their game is going to become a major hit, kind of like in a fake it or make it tech mentality that you see outside of video games a lot. And I just, I don't know. I feel like we're, we're reaching to a point where I think this might be the start of something very big if, if things go wrong. So, and I hope I'm wrong on that, but we'll see. Chris, just a, I think that was Sean Layden who was talking about the cost. You, mi- you might be right. It might've been Sean Layden. You're right. As he was exiting. So yeah. Are you, are you, are you off camera for a reason? Uh, I turned it off just to see if uh, that was a, cause well, I, I miss you. Well, Chris's camera has there the you. worst. Hey, Chris. Speed ever. <laughs> just watch, uh, watch watch the kvs just jump to six thousand right now like, oh that's what it was <laughs> it's just the camera nice mm. so are we ready to move to uh something else then oh yeah i guess uh well <laughs> given everything that's going on with twitch tonight we should um i don't know probably wrap this up don't you think never dude just to be safe. Electronic mail from the future. Email. All the way from the Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the show where we lead off this segment with your emails. Of course, the official inbox of Weekly Games Chat is weeklygameschat at gmail.com. And we may read your email 
just like we're about to read. Uh, that's a good question because uh, I closed things earlier when I was trying to. Fix. All right, we're pros. We're pros here. I'll tell you, I have some inside knowledge that once again, Alejandro was not first. That's true. <clears throat> so it's up to Chris to see who's going to be the one. We, that we got Adam, like. and Adam wrote twice this week again from Australia. He says, Go Niners was the title of his email. So there you go. Yeah. Sorry. Go Niners, hi, baby. Hi again from Australia. Thought I'd get an email in late. To not be the first, though, as I type this Wednesday just before 5 p.m., I get a notification your podcast is up. <laughs> I forgot to say I'm a big Niners fan since the day I owned Madden 93 on Sega Mega Drive. Had no idea what the rules were, but learned and got hooked on the NFL. It's a shame the quality of Madness dropped since Madden 12 when the Ultimate Team modes came on. Uh, those PS2 days, I think he means PS3. Oh no. Okay. He's saying the PS2 days of man were the golden years. That's probably true. Uh, what would be your favorite sports game of all time? Extremely nervous Niners fan that has waited 30 years since our last Super Bowl win. By the time you read this, I hope we have beaten the Lions. Hey, guess what you have? And then, um, he actually followed up, uh, with, uh, another email I'll go ahead and read and he called this Ubisoft owning debate. Hi gentlemen. Now that I've heard this week's podcast, time to actually write in about it. Uh, what Ubisoft says is true. The issue uh, I imagine is a world where square Ubisoft, night dog, Bethesda, et cetera, all have a streaming service. It would become real expensive. Imagine paying monthly fees for all these companies handing off dead money, then after a year you lose your job and you can't afford anything. Now you're left with zero games to play because all you did was pay dead rental money to play games and own nothing. That's right where this is and why streaming sucks. You can never know what games might vanish off a service given anxiety to rush to finish them. Uh, by the way, you want some Australian slang? Well, Google what root meaning in Australia is for a laugh. Or I'm sorry, what rooting means in Australian for a laugh, okay? Uh, sorry, he was tired when he wrote this. He meant subscription, not streaming services. Uh, but, you know, that's it. Uh, Sean, it's pretty cool that there's a, a man living in Australia that not only loves the NFL, but also loves your Niners. Well, first off, <laughs> I quickly Googled uh, what does root mean in Australian slang? And it is apparently an act of sexual intercourse, my friends. Oh, oh. Um, I also that <laughs> that's <laughs> that's funny. Um, it, there are things we say that in other countries and languages mean something completely different, such as fanny pack does, like in Britain, for example. But yeah, it is super cool. Uh, I told you, boys, the Niners are worldwide, baby. Um, the faithful will be out in support of the Niners dominating the Chiefs to win Super Bowl 58. I said what I said. Boom. Boom. Uh, he Since he did ask it, uh, my favorite sports game of all time, Adam, is probably NFL 2K5, uh, or I should say ESPN NFL 2K5, with Terrell Owens on the cover when he was with the Eagles. That was by far the most awesome thing I'd ever played in sports video games at the time. Don't think I've equaled it since. John, you got anything? 
about NFL? No. Did John play sports games? He played cart. Does that count? Well, like my my greatest sports game was King Griffey Jr. baseball. It was baseball. But as I grew up, the NCAA football games were like it for me. I literally bought a PS, was it a two or a three to play the NCAA game? The first time I saw it, it was like, it was instant hooked. And that would probably lead into why I'm excited to hopefully rekindle some of that excitement when the new NCAA football game comes out later this year. Fair. All right. Uh... So you messed up and didn't read Alejandro's email. So I think either John or myself should. Go for it. All right. John, you want me to read Alejandro's or you got it? He, he's pointing at me because he does not want me to eat my son of a Baconator. <laughs> Alejandro's title says, Playing Pieces. It says, Gentlemen, near the end of last week's show, you had a discussion on the merits of owning physical copies of games. I think the last physical game that I bought was The Order 1866 from the bargain bin of the local comic book store, and that was years ago. I don't miss physical copies of video games, but I do enjoy playing board games with real boards and playing pieces. For example, I own the Risk video game, but it's just not as much fun as the traditional tabletop. I agree. Yeah. Question! Are there any board games that you fellows enjoy playing, and are any of them fun to play digitally? Strategically yours, Alejandro, and this was sent from the Western United States on the continent of North America. <laughs> That's fine. So, uh, John, you first. John loves board games. I think I think it is famously known at this point that I am a I I detest board games, but I have gotten a little bit into. Ticket to Ride. I think that's a fun game. Mm. Uh, and we are we are playing. Um, we're trying to figure out King Domino. King Domino. Yeah, King Domino. So I mean, I'm I'm I just I have a really bad history with board games because my father and brother Sean, I have a brother. What uh, collectively were very bullish with me when they played with me because i was like this younger kid it was harder for me to grasp grasp certain certain things so i'd rather have my butt hairs plucked by tweezers on a hot summer day sounds sexy than play (laughs) than play a board game Um, power to alejandro me to me i love playing chess that's a board game i think online or virtual chess is just as fun and I'll take it a couple of steps back, back in the day, and to this day, if I can get a game of Monopoly up, online Monopoly is fun. It still, it still gets down. And I'll end it with Clue. I love playing Clue with a board game, but Clue, the video game uh, series, especially one that I used to play back on PC back in the day, dope AF. Just saying, Colonel Mustard. I would say actually, I enjoy playing. The video game versions of Risk, <clears throat> mainly because I, they, they they fine-tune me for when <laughs> I do play actual real Risk, which is by far my favorite board game uh, by a mile. 
Um, so yeah, you know, I, I definitely, I mean, every day at lunch, I take out my phone and I play risk. Um, but yeah. All right. And our um, last email, John, it's up to you, my friend. This comes from Andrew. What's up guys. What up, Andrew? What up? First time, long time, Paul. I'll keep. Uh, I'll try to keep this short as possible. First off, just wanted to say I've been listening to y'all for a couple of years, and y'all really do an amazing job. It's my go-to listen to from work, to and from work weekly. It's also pretty cool to have such a great show coming from right down the road. As a native Alabamian in the state capital, when y'all complain about the pollen in the spring, I feel that I feel that to my soul. Only negative about the show is the lack of Auburn representation, though Chris does represent teams with a history of frustration and disappoint via his commander's fandom. Oof. My question today is about the digital versus physical argument from last week. I've kind of come full circle when it comes to media other than video games. I grew up in the late days of VCR and early days of DVD. Uh, same with cassettes and CDs. <laughs> I've actually started buying CDs again as I've randomly run into issues with some albums being taken off of Apple Music for an, in, for an indeterminate amount of time. Granted, this is rare, but when it happens, it's a stark reminder that I don't own anything and I just like the security of knowing that when I purchase something, then I own it forever. The whole thing with Sony and Mythbusters' uh, Deadliest Catch where people purchase those let me start this over. I'm not, I, I'm, I think I might have read this wrong. The whole thing with Sony and Mythbuth, 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 <laughs> Metal Gill. <laughs> the whole thing with Sony and Mythbusters, Deadliest Catch, where people purchase those, why I'm not sure, and then they scheduled to be, and then they were scheduled to be removed comes to mind as well. I don't get where he's, what, what is Mythbusters, Deadliest Catch? I know what it is, but I don't, okay. Um, yeah. I'm, I know Sony backed down, but it just makes you, I know Sony backed down, but it just makes you wonder about something happening again. Sony backed down. We, John, just read the email. We can check this out in a minute. I'm going to research <laughs> it right now for you. I love you. I'm going to have clarity for what happened with Sony and Mythbusters. Mythbusters. I, uh, I buy all Switch games physically and love and love when people tell me how to read emails. And most PS5 games <laughs> physically. With the Switch, it makes sense. But here's my question with PS5. Is the disc just an access key? Yes. To play the game. Am I just playing a digital game that is being accessed by having the disc? Because if that's the case, then aren't we all already at the point where we don't own anything anyway? Maybe big AAA titles are safer, but what about the indie game you bought and five years later want to revisit and Sony decides it's not cost-effective to maintain that on their servers? Appreciate y'all. I'll hang up and listen. Andrew, sent from Hugh Freeze's burner phone. He's got so, about 10 of those. That's I, funny. A, a so lot of times I feel like I feel like the disc does serve as a license to download it from the store, yep. but that doesn't come, that doesn't play into account on how they explain two disc games. Like what's the point of it being two discs? If all it is, is a license 
to download yeah, true. I don't, I don't know. So that's where I that's where I go. Yeah, the easy answer is, and maybe some, and in some cases, you buy the disc, and the disc doesn't even have the game and its data on the disc. It's just, hey, you're allowed to bring this and download it online. I don't know what the answer really is, but I don't know where Sony backed off. I, I just, I, I'm not sure where. I don't know what that means. So I pulled it up, and apparently, in December of last year it was announced that PlayStation was going to delete a ton of TV shows that people already paid for. So if, if, if this started back in oh. like PlayStation three era where you could buy episodes of shows yeah. in the, in the store. So apparently mm-hmm. a lot of those shows had to do with discovery TV and Mythbusters was a big one. It really brought home the fact that we really don't own anything digital that we buy. If it's accessed through a certain way and then you lose it, if they decide not to have it there anymore. Um, so, Apparently, and I was trying to read where Sony kind of backtracked. I think what happened at that point, and I remember this vaguely. We didn't bring it into the show because it's not really show stuff. But they got a lot of heat for that. And they sort of backed down. And I think people got to keep their shows or mm. something. I, I really don't know. But again, this this started back when movies and TV shows first came to the PlayStation Network in 08. And it was a PS3 at that time. And at that time, you could transfer the content you bought uh, for your services uh, from your like PlayStation to your PlayStation Portable device. So that would have been your PSP, I guess, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony removed that option when the PS4 and you know came on or whatever, all the way up to now. But whatever the reason is, they apparently backed down. And uh, I'm trying to find it, but my research skills are lacking. But that's where his email comes from when he talks about specifically that scared him. And then that should I think that should scare everybody, man, when you and that's what I got the other day when I was talking about the Christmas movies. I was like, I already own it. I have a disc in a box somewhere and now I got to pay for it again. That that that's what freaked me out about wanting to own my own stuff. But then that whole other facet of. If they want, dude, they can just take it down from their servers and your access to something you bought is gone. And then there'll be some that argue, well, you paid for that thing for the amount of time you had it. No, dog. That's not how I looked at it as a consumer. I'm just saying um, it is what it is. Hey, man, also. We have friends who are Auburn friends. I will never give you a good old hearty war eagle. But trust me, they our friends give us the War Eagles, and we talk about our friend of the show, Mike. If you listen, the one who's platinum and everything right now, huge Auburn fan. So maybe he can write in one day and give you a good uh, Weagle Weagle. Yeah, you know what I'm I, I will. I will. I love my my two co-hosts here very, very much, very, very <laughs> dearly. But I will always scream War Eagle at the top of my lungs during the Iron Bowl. It's just you have Always. to. I have to. I have no yeah. choice. It's not like I want to. I have it's, to. You have to. That's right. Uh, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, that's all the emails we'll read this week. We did get a direct message on Twitter, also known as X. And it's uh, cool. <laughs> this is really funny. Uh, this was directly, I think, to. Yeah, okay, I'll just read it. This is from uh, at Man the Barbarian, not the first uh, DM we've gotten, cue in the sexy music. But it starts off by saying, John, John, Juan. 
You just spelled your name all the ways. As part of my gaming backlog, I'm also currently playing Jedi Falling Order so I can move on to Jedi Survivor. Sean, I need to get back to the Assassin's Creed series too. The last one I played was AC3. I'm tempted to play Black Flag and jump straight to Odyssey because I love mythology. Game on, nerds! And this was said with great respect. So I replied back from us and said, game the bleep on as well. Don't speak uh, for me. You're right. Just as a, <laughs> just as a uh, reminder, we're at Weekly Games Chat on Twitter.com, a.k.a. X at this point. And let me make sure we don't have any new followers or anything like that. We're good. We are good and caught up. Uh, shout out to the mentions that we got, uh, mostly concerning uh what was it completely just had a complete meltdown of memory and don't remember what that was at all uh here we go mentions found it uh today for example our good friend draven posted that we were live on twitch and that ended up being a failure (laughs) uh uh the fans who know that we are football fanatics um this was at fake frank uh said at weekly games chat Courtney Morgan waiting on the at University of Michigan football players to hit the portal RTR. So see, that was funny because the news before that, after Jim Harbaugh left or before Jim Harbaugh left was, it felt like everybody was leaving Alabama. Yeah. Uh, But when things finally started shifting, Bama started getting players in from Washington. And now the joke was, let's see what they can get from Michigan. Um, Yeah, there you go. Uh, just a quick reminder, Discord is still the jam, and if you're not there, you're not cool. Like today, for example, you could see how many times we restarted the stream. It popped up every time. <laughs> <laughs> and each time somebody was able to, there was a couple of times they captured weird faces we were making because the stream was freezing. But I don't see any email that we need to catch up on, so that, my friends, is good. Chris, how many also, how many headsets do you have back there? That's not important. That's a good John. question. That's <laughs> important. Good question. What's more important, John? Which Chris, which number which number of microphone are you currently using? Yeah, that's a new. How mic many did you buy? No, this is this is actually you no. Know, I've had this one for a while. This is the the condenser. You, you haven't one hooked it up to like recent. No, I've been using the Shure SM7, but I don't let like me, the way that, that sends. Let me get that, man. Just you want to buy it for me, sure. Yeah, for the low low dog, for that friend hookup that um, on the house. Uh-huh. Gulp. Uh-huh. No, in so fairness, how many, guys. How many mics do you have? Huh? Like nine, I think. How many what? mics do you have? Three. Okay. Mm, you need yeah. a bigger Seems place. Low. <laughs> Seems kind of low. Three. Uh Chris is is gonna um give me a friend's green screen, and also he offered to give me a monitor. Uh, that I need. So Chris is a sweet boy, but I will buy the microphone, I think, because I, I like that microphone. Um, sure. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 434 of Weekly Games Chat. Wherever you download the show, first of all, thank you. Second off, uh, if you can, please leave us a review so other folks can find the show and the community can grow. Speaking of community, if you want to watch us live, record the show usually in glorious high definition, Twitch.tv, just search for Weekly Games Chat, and you'll see us. Also, the official inbox of our show is at Weekly Games Chat. I'm sorry, Weekly Games Chat at gmail.com. We are at Weekly Games. 
jeez. At Weekly Games Chat on Twitch slash X, and of course, Discord rules. Speaking of ruling, my two friends do, and I'll look to them right now, uh, to John and Chris. I will say, I love you both, and game on, John. Game on, Chris. Game on, Sean. Game on, John. Game on to both of you. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Tug life. <laughs>